My dog whines in the car, corrected with a remote caller, and the dog whined more. Um, you were too low. Or you have to go up and down. So whining is like fishing. Mm-hmm. Okay? So when you, you, when you, you cast your rod out, so you activate your remote, and now you're reeling a little bit in, you're going a little bit up. Sometimes you're popping on the line. So sometimes you're popping. So remote collar for whining, people say, do I go high? Do I go low as far as levels? Do I use Nick? Do I use continuous? And my answer is yes. So I can give you a magic um, recipe. It's not a recipe, but I can give you a recipe for teaching a downstay, for a sit stay, for recall, for place, for counter surfing, literally for stopping jumping. I can literally give you a one, two, three that's going to work 99.99% of the time. Whining, you just got to figure it out. You got to figure it out. Sometimes it gets worse. Sometimes it gets better. Bonking is also great for whining, but when you're in the car, it's not practical. So putting a dog into a downstay, though, helps a lot with the anxiety. Next. Hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Continuing education for dog owners and trainers is mandatory. Grateful. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. We are live. Hey, everybody. How are you? Jeff Kelman of Solid Canine Training, the wonderful Joel. Just getting some of the moisture game going on right now because we're down here in, in Chappie, Florida. Really dry. That's right. We got them dry lips. Um, been out in the sun too long. Hope everyone's doing fantastic. We're doing fantastic. Um, this is the What Would Jeff Do Show. What Would Jeff Do Show? The way it works is you type in your dog training question. Joel reads it to me. I answer it. And most of the questions I cannot get through. Um, in a timely fashion. So I'm going to give you a quick, witty, snarky answer. This show is full of um, quick, witty, snarkiness. Um, Very original. So um, there's a lot of nonsense going on, but um, we try to make this fun because uh, the training center and our dog training is so serious. So um, we want to make this um, fun for everybody. And and uh, uh, ironically, the same thing, the same reason why people hate the show is why they love the show. And it's just really, really funny stuff. Um, so I can appreciate all of you for tuning in and for joining. And uh, we put a lot of links up because we have, a lot, we have a lot going on. This week, though, we are launching the pre-sale to Woo-hoo. the nail cutting video. Everybody's been waiting on that nail cutting Nail cutting video. And it is down and dirty. Yeah. This dog will rip you to shreds, has always tried to rip you to shreds, will rip you to shreds. And the first session, which we show in complete transparency, is hardcore. Hardcore. Nothing is held back. Nothing is held back at all. So, um, and yes, of course, there's the bonker is being used. So for all these snowflakes out there. It's actually the only thing we use with nails. Yeah, so um, if if you want to, for all the snowflakes that want to see it and take out a video clip, buy it on pre-sale because you'll pay cheaper. So if you wait till it's fully bound price, you're going to pay more to um, uh, shame me all over the internet. Just a little bit of um, advice for my haters out there. And other than that, this show, I use the word punishment. You can call it 
a negative reinforcer. You can call it punishment. You can call it a correction. You can call it, you know, anything you want. But it sure, shall, sure as hell is not a redirection or a reward because because redirection is a reward. Uh, but believe it or not, correcting a dog is a reward as well. And I can explain that and go deeper into that as well um, because you stop correcting. Therefore, you're, that's your primary reward. And then you follow up with food, which is your secondary reward. So got my little sound and smirk there for a second there, and we'll leave it at that. Why are you making those eyes at me? Not making any eyes whatsoever. It's that face. Like, okay. You can move on with the show, Jeff. Let's go. Mm, nothing else you want to say? We'll start the show. I feel like you didn't you do your usual opening credits. I'm going to post the Academy here. Yeah, I did. You did? Yeah. You were just you were just tuned out, not oh, paying attention to me, like most, like most, like most okay, of the time. So Laura says hi, Jeff and Joelle. Hey, Laura. Wendy says hello from Vancouver. Hey, Vancouver, what's going on? Ashley, glad you're both okay. Back in Florida, back to work. Yep, yep, we're we're here, having fun. Uh, Sheila says you guys. Oh, you're wait, she's back in Florida. Yeah. Oh, got it, got it. She was on vacation. I know that. I know. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Sheila said you guys are the best. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Sheila. And Skeletor says, I've used some of your training techniques. No, Thanks. awesome. Yeah. But just Skeletor, I appreciate it. But you know what? So everything we do works, just to let people know. Um, it might not, you know, it's really, really funny because a lot of people will see our videos, hear my content and go, I would never do that until they get actually get a dog that you need to do it on. If you're a person, a private person with your own dogs, you may never see those dogs. If you're a dog trainer that works with easy dogs, you might never see those dogs. But if you're doing serious rehab like we do, and a lot of owners need to do serious rehab with their dogs. Um, I don't think people are in touch with the marketplace. Mm -hmm. I don't think your average dog trainer is actually in touch with the marketplace because they're so self-centered and egotistical. They're only in touch with themselves. And I, I mean, I frankly, I touch myself, but I'm not, you know, oh but I actually care about the marketplace. That so, has something in my eye right now. I'd give you the dirtiest look. So. There's plenty of time left in the show for that to happen. Mm -hmm. um, so feel free. And, and then another thing, these are not my techniques. These are well-practiced techniques that thousands of dog trainers do. Like for all the hate that I get bonking, for bonking, thousands of dog trainers bonk. And actually at the, at a, the largest um, dog training conference that is tool-friendly actually had a demo on bonking this year. Funny, isn't it? Hmm. Ironic, isn't it? So we've been doing it for a long time. There's a lot of stuff we've been doing for a long time that people seem to be parroting now. We notice that all the time in people's videos. It's like, we've been talking about this, Jeff. Like, I mean, I've been doing this for 20 years. So, yeah. so maybe I didn't word it as eloquently as they did, but it's like- It's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. They just have a fancy- name for it or an acronym for it Semantics. it's like but it's like this is what we do i just call it like it is and i don't sugarcoat shit so let's go king midas said my dog whines in the car corrected with a remote collar and the dog whined more um you were too low or you have to go up and down so whining is like fishing mm -hmm. okay so when you, you when you you cast your rod out so you activate your remote, and now you're reeling a little bit in. You're going a little bit up. Sometimes you're popping on the line. So sometimes you're popping. So remote collar for whining 
people say, do I go high? Do I go low as far as levels? Do I use Nick? Do I use continuous? And my answer is yes. So I can give you a magic um, recipe. It's not a recipe, but I can give you a recipe for teaching a downstay, for a sit stay, for recall, for place, for counter surfing, literally for stopping jumping. I can literally give you a one, two, three that's going to work 99.99% of the time. Whining? You just got to figure it out. You got to yep. figure it out. Sometimes it gets worse. Sometimes it gets better. Bonking is also great for whining, but when you're in the car, it's not practical. So putting a dog into a downstay, though, helps a lot with the anxiety. Next. Julie Starnes. Hello, Jeff and Joel from Jeff and Julie. Oh, hey, Julie. How are you? I'm so glad your Instagram is up and running again. That's right. And... Julie is part of our inner circle. I think we should probably we gotta put another we next, need to watch the next one. Next, yeah. next inner circle is gonna be in September. Julie's a member of it now and she'll tell you what a great investment that was, that's for sure. Next. Ben said good evening, Jeff and Joelle. Hey Ben. And Jessica said one hundred percent true. I'm not sure what that was in regards Doesn't to. Doesn't make a difference. Probably your rant. Probably that or the fact that um you'd be giving me a dirty look and she's like, Oh, she'd be giving you a dirty look. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she does that a lot. Mimi, in the last show, I asked, I love comments like this. I asked for advice on my bully stick guarding puppy. I stopped it with a simple leash pop when she growled at my other dog walking by. It really worked. Thanks yep. for your help. Yep. Who's that? Mimi. Mimi. So, <clears throat> Mimi, I am fucking psyched for you. Yeah, that's awesome. So, again, the last podcast was Friday. So, literally four days ago, for, in a 15-second response, I fixed a problem that most dog trainers, I'm sorry, it's not, it's not an ego statement. Most dog trainers out there, 90% of them don't know how to stop resource guarding effectively and sure as hell not quickly. We stop it in seconds. Yeah. We, we have stopped the hardest. We have stopped dogs that will kill another dog from resource guarding in seconds. Thousands and thousands of times I've done it. We and it's not we're not managing it. We are eliminating it because that's a big thing with a lot of people say. Since we do things sometimes so quick, oh, you're just managing it. I'm like, no, it's eliminated. Mm -hmm. It's gone. Wiped it off the face of the earth. It's simple. It's all about your intent, your technique, your knowledge base, and I'm just giving it all to you for free. Next. Sawblade Entertainment. Do puppies ever give a super hard time with getting their nails done? I've never had a dog that fought me on the nails. So just curious if I have to worry about that with my next puppy. Yeah. Um, uh, they, they, there's, there's puppies that don't like touch, physical touch. So what do you do? You touch them. That's usually when it starts, though. So the puppy doesn't like to be touched, and then the owners are like, oh, I give up. And then the dog just grows into that behavior more and more. Right. It's positively reinforced every single time the owner goes to touch the paw, the puppy growls or whatever, or pulls away right. and the owner backs off. The dog just reinforced right. that growling, pulling away, right. thrashing. You rewarded the dog. Yeah. Works. Sorry. I just took over that one. That's fine. I don't mind. It's no different than a dog whining. It's so different than a dog whining in a crate and you let it out. You just, you used a reward based system to increase whining. Oh no, no, the whining stopped. I'm like, I know it did. Wait until you put it back in the crate. Right? People do that all the time. All the time. Next. Laura, would regular pepper spray work on an attacking dog? I was attacked by a loose GSD a week ago. 
was able to avert it calmly but firmly. I knew I was ready to apply force, so I didn't panic. Good. Yeah, you kicked the shit out of the dog. Um, pepper. I, I would prefer if you would use bear spray. So pepper spray is designed for close quarter confrontation. Okay? Close quarter confrontation. Usually it's used on a predator that is attacking you, which is usually a human that is attacking you, and they're usually close because if they're far enough away, you run. Okay? If you can get to your firearm, you shoot. Um, center mass. Um, so, but bear spray is, you obviously don't want it bear that close to you because you're, you're already done. You're, you've been disemboweled. So bear spray shoots far. It is also a steadier stream. Also pepper spray, you got to watch out for um, uh, the blowback. Um, but now they do make industrial um, crowd control spray. That would work. That would also work. Next. Damien, hello, Jeff and Joel from Argentina. Thanks hey. for your content. Hey, Argentina, love you. Asia said bonking is the shit. Hey, Asia. It's so, the real deal. So bonking, um, and it's so really funny that how many um, trainers use it but don't talk about it and sure as fuck don't come to anybody's defense about it. Um, but I can safely say probably a thousand dog trainers in the United States use it probably over a hundred thousand humans, dog owners use it. Um, it is a wrapped up cotton towel. If you're not familiar with it, I've got a video on it. It's probably the number one bad behavior stopper that, um, we have ever found. We have dogs that blow through the highest levels of a remote collar and the bonker actually stops the behavior. Go figure, go figure. There's a proper way to make it. There's a proper way to deploy it. There is timing involved. You have to make sure your marker word is involved. You have to know when to do it and usually do it when the dog is loading historically. So that's why all those viral hate videos out there look like I'm just hitting a dog lovingly looking at its owner. It's like, no, watch the 20 minute video that we put up actually. And you'll see something called loading because I explain it with the narrative. Next. Um, a Mutz said, how do you take the leap of faith and take off the long line? Hour long walk recalled a hundred percent, but in a relatively quiet park, never had to pick up the long line once to bring him back or use the e-collar. So, well, that's, that's the issue. You want to use the mm -hmm. e-collars. That's the issue is, so here's a couple of things. A dog knows when you're holding a, a, a holding a leash, when the leash has been put down and when the, when the leash is off, they know all three of those things separately. Okay. They actually will like. They look down and they check it out. Number two, have you ever corrected your dog high? Please do it. You're going to do it in an enclosed area for non-compliance of a recall. If you have not, you need to proof that before you actually use it in the real world because you need to know how your dog is going to respond. That's really, really important. So what happens is a lot of people, they don't use the remote enough during the training stage, and then the dog does not become truly remote literate. A truly remote literate dog, historically, you probably don't have to use it. But if you do, then your dog knows what to do. So during the training stage, you actually want to use it a lot. Proofing stage, a lot. You actually want the dog to make mistakes just so you can correct the dog. Next. Julie said, inner circle is the bomb. It is. Glad you're a part of it. Jessica said, LOL, yes, the rant. Oh, 
Francis, dachshunds, I have two pups, five months old. They are crazy. How do I settle them? Uh, get rid of one. Oh, my God, Jeff. So that was my snarky, rude answer that got me a punch to the ribs. Now, my nice answer. I didn't touch you, okay? <clears throat> there were plenty of opportunities, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, going to get punched for saying that, though. Right. So, number one, what's your training protocols? What's your structure in your home protocols? So, do you create them separately? Do you do structured walks? Structured walks. Have you stopped them from all their unwanted behaviors, such as barking, jumping? Have you taught them um, all their basic commands? Sit, down, place, with duration, recall? Have you used a bonker to de-escalate arousal? You don't need to over-exercise them. So a lot of people will say, oh, exercise them more. Okay, you'll then have tired dogs, and tomorrow they wake up as the same dog. So it's all about training. So I own a Malinois, and I cannot tire my Malinois out, nor do I try to. I just apply my training philosophy, and my Malinois can do go out for potty in the morning, and I can put my dog into a four-hour downstay before even taking it for a walk. Big deal. I'm a dog trainer, but you can do it too. The Green to Graduate course shows you how. So I also do one-on-ones. So what I would say is, what are you asking these dachshunds to do? How much are you holding them accountable? What's the structure look like? And are you doing true dog training with them? When I say true dog training, it's not just like sit, get a reward, and then you can go do what you want to do. You're actually like training these dogs that they can be off-leash reliable. Next. Sharon, I found you to be one of the best trainers who interacts with the public without any bullshit. I only follow three. You both rock. Thank you. So that statement I will agree about, but if you were going to stop it with, one of the best dog trainers, I would just, I would actually say, no, there's lots of great dog trainers out there. But unfortunately, a lot of them, they don't communicate to the public in a way the public um, uh, responds well to. I mean, trust me, the public doesn't respond well to a lot of the stuff I say. But um, I just don't bullshit anybody. And that sometimes comes across as rude. But that's okay. Because facts are facts. And... Um, I'm not going to sugarcoat stuff and life is short and people are struggling and they need to hear the truth and they need to hear it today. Next. Jamie, how do you address biting kids process? Your kids are biting you? Freaking slap them in the face. I knew you were going to say that. Biting kids. The dog I'm assuming is biting uh, Oh, kids. oh, that's something I, that, that's, a, that's, I need to know way more information. That's when you do a one-on-one. That's when you do a one-on-one consult with me. So I need way more information. I need to know, number one, what are the kids doing? Number two, and with this, you don't have to write this down now because just, there's not enough time to answer this because when there's children involved, I take it very, very, very seriously. So I need to know everything. I will ask you lots of questions and I, will, and I want truthful answers and I, will, and I will make sure the dog is being advocated for and then the children are being advocated for. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of moving parts. So if you're a part of my Patreon family, it's 10 bucks a month. You actually can get 20% off of all the courses that we offer, but also 20% off of all the online consults. So you might want to think about doing Patreon. And on that note, um, tomorrow night at 6 p.m. for Patreon members only, 
we are doing a raw food podcast with Thomas Sandberg, who wrote the book that's on our website and has been doing this for 30 years. He also practices a lot of holistic medicine, and he can help you with your preventive issues to, to prevent diseases as well as post-treatment. Um, so that's at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on Patreon. And that is going to be Zoom. So that means it is face-to-face. -face. You'll be able to ask him questions. He will give you an answer. So it's another benefit that the Patreon members get. Next. Heidi, I used to bonk with a half pack of baby wipes yep. even before I knew bonking was a thing. Yep. You're right. The perfect heel doesn't have anything to do with reactivity. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's a post that we put up about leash reactivity or... Um, I think we need to do another live on leash reactivity or at least maybe another... Real talk? Real talk or something on it. Okay. Uh, I feel like a lot of people are still, I put up a poll on our page the other day. A lot of people are still struggling with reactivity. Well, we have a lot of new followers. And I feel like that's all we talk about is reactivity. Yeah, yeah. On Instagram, we just, we acquired a couple thousand followers this week because one of our videos went viral. Um, so we got a shitload of new followers. So I think we should probably start, you know, putting some more, either replaying the old ones. The, you know, the, the real talk, just putting it up there or just have another, have another real talk. But a lot of people need help with leash reactivity mm -hmm. and you, you, no matter how good of a heel you have, you, you need to um, stop leash reactivity. They're two separate things. And if someone does not understand that concept, you can listen to one of our podcasts. It's a real talk podcast, probably number two or three, I forgot. And um, it really breaks it down for you. It yeah. really breaks it down. So you can have a competition heel. The dog can still be leash reactive. You can have a dog that actually um, walks out in front of you 10 feet and is not leash reactive. Next. Mimi, by the way, my puppy, now 17-week-old, is already dog reactive so soon. But I have your training knowledge to help her. Prong and e-call are ready. Thanks again. So you can also buy with bonk. I would bonk. No bonk. Yep. And then also tighten things up around the house too. Like are you holding that dog accountable on everything? What I want people to understand is I did a post on this today about um, tools is that tools don't train dogs, dog training to trains dogs, literally. So we use food. So food actually does not train a dog. Why? Take a handful of food, hold it out to your dog and tell it to roll over. If it does not know roll over, this is assuming it doesn't know roll over, ask it to roll over. Will it roll over? No, it won't. Why? Because food doesn't train dogs. Now, do, can you use food in the reward-based system to teach the dog or to lure the dog? Yes, you can. But that's not what's doing the training. The dog training is doing the training. Okay? The tool is just the tool. Next. Jamaica, trying to introduce a new dog to the e-collar with a green graduate. Dog does great coming back on long line with CS and NCS. Once the long line is off, he feels low sim and tries to get away from me and avoid me, even hiding behind other people. Right. I'm trying to help him figure it out, so I keep putting him back on the long line to practice, but I've done it for like 10 hours in the long line. It's too long. Something you're just a missing link there. Well. Try, um, because dogs really get freaked out when they don't see that cue, that leash in your hand so what i actually do um before i have them drag a long line 
I'll have them drag a six foot leash in a very small space and I'll use my body a ton. So start in like your living room with like just six foot leash on and start doing some place to place recalls so they can kind of get in the flow of like, oh, like I'm not always going to have that big, long leash like in your hand. It becomes a cue almost. Mm. And then what you can start doing in your living room or something is get rid of the leash and do NCS off-leash recall in your living short room, dis- short, short distances. distances. And then you take it outside and you kind of like do it all over again, except you'll have a long line. You'll drop the long line. If the dog's confused, just decrease the distance, but don't pick up the leash. Just try to get closer, get lower, squat down, open your arms, like invite the dog in. And again, start with like really short recalls. Nice. That might help you. Nice. Yeah. Just remember, even a dog going place to place three feet but underneath like by listening to you on recall is still recall yep that's like you can you can actually start there next uh enjoy the journey dog training so grateful y'all don't let life slow you down hope everyone is safe physically and emotionally sunny hugs from arizona oh yeah yeah we got um angela and i were in a really bad car i wasn't in it Uh, angela and i were in a really bad car accident yesterday um and we're all doing the car is not my my to gmc arcadia drive a safe car yeah it's it's brand new actually and it was totaled and um so i picked up my rental actually this morning um amica insurance i think they're only based in rhode island is a fantastic insurance company if you do not have amica insurance um like i would i mean they literally um they they, it's incredible what they've done and i got a call at eight o'clock this morning from enterprise rent a car and it's like, okay, what, what time can you be here? We have we have your four wheel, we have your um your SUV here ready for you. And yeah. I'm like, oh, we can kind of stop by on the way back from camp. Mm-hmm. You know, Drill uh, had to take um, Angela to camp with me because I don't have a vehicle. So I was I was without vehicle for 12 hours, mm-hmm. and now I'm in a what is that a Nissan something? Armada, yeah. Armada, yeah, it's a nice car. Mm-hmm. Next. BMAC, I take my seven-month-old lab to work, getting pretty well, but she gets bored, starts annoying us, yeah. right, is the first option, of course. Other suggestions for when she gets bored? Thank you both. Yeah. So, it's, you know, my, my dogs um, down here in Florida, um, I, I bike them at 630 um, in the morning, and they, a girl's slowing down. She's almost 12, so I take, take her on a separate slow bike ride, um, but, but uh, Joelle's dog, Joelle's dog, Wes... And then Tex, um, they, they go full speed. Like, literally, they are running. They are run, full sprinting for a mile. So half mile out, they go to the bathroom, and then half mile back, and they are in full sprint mode. Um, so, and then they swim a couple of times a day. I'm in our pool. And then after this podcast, at night, when it cools down, we go on another bike ride um, with Angelo. Because um, nobody's up in the morning but me um, to do these bike rides, which is fine. Um, so, um, whether my dog, my dogs are, other than that, they're usually doing nothing. Now, whether they're bored or not, I don't know, but I've trained them to do nothing. And I'm not against chew toys. I'm not against these mind games. I'm not against any of that stuff, but the, the act of doing nothing or the act of being stationary and not having a care in the world and not feeling like you always have to be in movement, thinking like the dog always has to be doing something. There's actually an important skill set to train the dog. That's why duration work 
is so important. So people that live in the real world, real families that, you know, even though we're in Florida, we're still putting in long days. We're working on new, new projects. I'm working on my computer in the phone. And then in, during the day, just these last few days, Joelle is building a new course, the nail course. So that means I'm responsible for like technically everything else that has to be happening in this house. So, um, which is fine. I just disappear into a room. Yeah, which is, which is fine. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm thrilled to do it. So, you know, the way we split up responsibilities is fine. So um, the point being is I don't have time for my dogs a lot. So what do they do? They do nothing, but we still do stuff. Next. Laura said, thanks. I'll have to order it from the U.S. No bears or large predators here, except for dogs and humans, that is. I'm so glad I was so calm. Watching you guys has really changed how I reacted. Yeah. Yeah, the worst thing to do is to freak out in any accident, in anything. Mm -hmm. um, always staying calm. And, and you know, just, just imagine after an accident, say you're in an accident with a group of people and one person, they, say you were being chauffeured by two parents, right? And it was a, a school bus accident. And one of the parents was like losing their shit. It's like, but the other parent stood up and said, okay, kids, either someone, if they're old enough, someone open up the back emergency door. Let's see if we can get the front door open. Sometimes there's a side door. It's like, let's exit the vehicle right now in a quiet manner. Whoever gets out first, please help the people down. And then, and then the person makes sure that the, all the seats are clear mm -hmm. and that nobody was hurt. And then checked if anyone was hurt. They made sure they got out of the vehicle. Like, who are you going to follow? Mm -hmm. Who are you going to follow? Who are you going to listen to? You're going to listen to that person. That's why we want to be, you know, you know, leading me. So that's what I try to exemplify as well. So when it comes to, you know, um, off-leash dogs being charged, and trust me, we've been charged many times down here. It's just like, take charge attitude. Foot goes out. Boom. Boot the dog. I don't give a shit. Someone's going to get hurt. My dog's going to get hurt. We can get hurt. So, and meanwhile, there's an owner that's probably standing up on their porch that doesn't give a shit. Next. Catherine, I'm litter training Yorkie puppies. They will pee in the box, but won't poop in the box. I don't, I don't litter box train dogs, so I cannot help you. No. But um, I'm sure there is many YouTube videos that, um, uh, that can help you. Next. T and Elite K9. I know you don't care what others say, but the other day online, I had to put some people in place about you in the bonker. I love you both dearly. I couldn't take the BS they were regurgitating. Yeah. You know, who's that? T and Elite K9. Thank you so much. I, pre I, 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 pre I appreciate it. You know, I, I think that you didn't have to do that, but trust me, I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you know, a good, it's always funny when other dog trainers that, that do like, you know, aversives will say shit about it because it's like, so you use a remote collar on a dog. You'll use heavy, hardcore leash pops. You might do something even more severe, but you won't fucking throw a cotton towel at a dog. It's really the least. I, I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm amazed. I'm amazed. I'm really amazed at it. And then you have a lot of people that just don't fucking understand what I'm actually doing. Yep. Like, you just don't understand what I'm doing. It's like, I have literally stopped dog aggression in its fucking tracks with a bonker. I have literally taken dogs that were on death's door. And trust me, I can train with food. I can train with a leash. I can train off leash. I can use, I don't use choke chains because... 
I don't, I, I would rather use a prong collar. It's actually more effective. Um, and for some weird reason, the bonker gets so much shit and it's a fucking cotton towel. And I think what it really boils down to is this. I, I, I study humans so much. If you really dissected these folks, tell me exactly what you don't like about the bonker. Break it down for me. Right, okay, what would you do instead? And if you're a skilled dog trainer, like you can tell me you would do something and I would tell you right off the bat if it would work or not. I'd be like, that, that won't work. Maybe work on that easy dog, but then it can work on this dog. Well, how do I know? Because we've tried a lot of stuff after 20 years and 10,000 dogs. But I think what it really boils down to is they just don't like me. That's what it boils down to. Because there's some very well-known people that people look up to that some of these people that talk shit about me look up to. They also use bonkers. But you don't hear them saying shit to those people. Right? So it's really just me, which is fine. At least be honest, though. At least be honest. But you don't have enough fucking balls to be honest about it. Next. Natalie, 19-month-old, rescued female, GSD, jumping on me, overly excited, started resource guarding toys. Help. Resource guarding toys? So um, from humans or dogs? Doesn't say. Okay. So resource guard, we have a resource guarding video on our um, academy, um, but I've got also free resource guarding videos on YouTube as well. Could also do an online consult, but you're going to be using a remote collar. That's my, that's my ideal tool because it is the most human neutral. And jumping. Um, we have videos on jumping. But too, strongest conversation and you can stop resource guarding in one to three seconds we we've jumping done it too. jumping one to three seconds mm -hmm. not managing it eliminating it we do it all the time all the time next hi jeff oh this is ben hi jeff i'm looking after a friend's 10 month old beagle she won't be quiet in the crate how would you correct her for this please um tired to the front porch of the friend's house what I would do is, what have you tried and what have you not tried? So when it, and it was like, well, what do you expect? It's a beagle. I expect it to be a quiet beagle. That's what I expect. So what, what you do is, you if it's doing in the crate, did it, did it say? Okay. You can do everything from earthquake, which is shake the crate. You can take a stainless steel you know, food bowl if you have one and bang it on top of the crate. You can bang your hand on top of the crate. You can bang your hand on the side of the crate. You can take the dog out of the crate, bonk it, put it back in. You can use a squirt bottle. You can use a, um, a keep a leash and prong on the dog and give it a pop. You could um, use a remote collar. Um, you could do a, a trifecta of things. Do three of those things combined. Boom, 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 boom. And you put the dog into overload and going, holy shit. I'm like, well, stop fucking barking. It's annoying. Next. Um, Sally, hello from Puerto Rico. Do you teach e-collar training to the students of your seven-day mastermind? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sally, you'll look, yeah. You'll, you'll fully learn how to e-collar train your dog. 
And you'll get hands-on work too. Yeah. Like we let everybody obviously work the remotes. And, and don't we give everybody a free course? Yeah. Yeah, we give you we give you all free course of your choice. Any course that we have. Oh yeah. No, green to graduate. Oh, the green to graduate course? It, yeah. Oh, the green to graduate course. I misspoke there. Sorry. Joel was in charge of it. I wasn't sure what she was doing. Green to graduate. Next. A said, I've used high e-collar corrections on previous walks to recall off of birds, but still had on the long line. I'll have to look for an enclosed area. I'm yeah. in a rural area, so enclosures aren't common. Yeah. I just like it to be an enclosed area just in case. Sometimes a dog does not understand the correction and they want to go into flight mode instead of coming back to owner mode. And that's my biggest concern. Um, and a lot of people would say, well, that's because you hurt the dog and the shock. Like, you know how many fucking dogs run away from people? Like, are you serious? Do you know how many dogs out there literally run away from humans? Like, go to any fucking dog park, and I can't stand dog parks, but go to any fucking dog park, and literally a dog doesn't recall, owner chases it, and it looks like, you know, freaking, you know, uh, the Three Stooges out there. <laughs> Because someone's standing on there watching it and filming it probably, mm -hmm. laughing their ass off. Next. David Smith. Wow. Hey. Ben, David. What's up, David? Said, hey, guys, finally catching a live. Hope you're well. Yes. Things are very well. Karen, my shepherd doesn't let anyone but me handle or touch him. I've worked really hard for him to gain that trust in people at a distance with no reactions mm. or lunging. Good. Of course, training is every day, but my worry is he's scheduled to get neutered and I'm conflicted. Is he going to lose the trust in people post-vet visit? Usually removing a man's testicles does not increase trust. So if I went in the hospital and I came back out with no balls on, I'd be like, who fucking took me here? Mm. I don't trust you anymore. Like, where are you taking me now? You say you're taking me out to dinner, but I might freaking lose a foot. Um, you, what's going to happen is this. Your dog's going to be handled by a, uh, a vet tech. You're going to have your dog muzzled up. Your dog will be taken in the back. They'll probably immediately sedate your dog. Your dog will be fine. Your dog will be fine. Or your dog won't be fine. And we can, we can work you back through that. We can work you back through that. But it's one of those things where, let's say it wasn't a neutering. Maybe you don't believe in neutering or, or spaying your animals, which is fine. You know, I'm, it's your choice. But let's say your dog got into, you know, got hurt, had to go in for surgery. Same thing, right? You rush your dog to the hospital, your dog's in pain, and you hand the dog off to somebody. Next. Devin, oh my God. I don't remember what we were talking about on the last show, but Devin says, I messed up last week. I wasn't sure what masturbation was, but now that I know, it's my favorite time of the week. Thanks, Jeff. Did you give a lesson on masturbation last week? No. Devin, what are you talking about? Devin, <laughs> so this is the What Would Jeff Joe? What, what, what would Jeff do show? What are you talking about, Devin? You probably made a joke about it. You had to have. I don't know, but it's like, well, I'm glad you like, I'm glad this is the favorite time of your week. The, the masturbation is the favorite time of your week. It's the favorite time of my freaking hour. Oh, Next. Kyle, bear is breaking for squirrels during off-leash heel, following me on the bike. If I miss the loading, when, how should I crack? Cheers and thanks for the green to graduate. Mm. So that's not good on a bike either. So if your dog's off-leash too, dog's off-leash. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I'd put that dog on a leash for safety and I would go squirrel hunting, Mm -hmm. hunt him down, let that dog even think about breaking command. Correction. Hard. Make it suck. Uh, that's That's a life or death thing. Next. David Smith said, wow, glad you're okay. Laura said, oh, I hope you're both okay. Yeah, we are. Jamie said, glad you're both okay. Yeah, so... And Sid said, glad you're okay. So, funny story. Ha-ha. Not ha-ha funny, but just funny, fatherly love funny. And if you know Angelo, it's like it makes sense. So, um, the accident happened. Airbags go off. My truck actually landed 50 to 75 feet from where the road was. It was pretty bad. Um, and uh, we got spun around a bunch of times. And Angelo goes, oh, my God, what just happened? And I'm like, we're just in a car accident, Angelo. He goes, oh, okay. And he went, he went back to reading his book. Like, That's so typical Angelo. So just like class, class, like classic Angelo. What happened? If you if knew Angelo, because he is, he reads a ton of books. We're talking like, Big ass five hundred page books. I mean, he is a reader because readers are leaders. You know what I mean? So he is a reader. What just happened? Uh, Oh, Oh, because he was reading probably prior to it, as he always does. Like, if we go to, we'll go to like a store five minutes away. He takes a book. Like. (laughs) Kid loves to read. Yeah, he loves to read. If he could, he's gonna be like freaking Elon Musk one day. If he could, if he could, if he could read while he's riding a bike, he would read he'd bring a book with him. He would. He'd bring a book with him. Wait until he freaking well, wait until he learns about audio. I was gonna say there's audio books out there, but he I actually he loves the written word. Yeah, he actually loves the book. Like there's something about holding the book. There is something. You about know what it. I mean? It's like there's something about the book. Mm-hmm. Next. Veronica said, you say you don't have time for your dogs a lot, but I think the average person would be overwhelmed with a couple bike rides and a couple swimming times a day. Mm. That's what people are missing. It's that time you put in that makes your dogs okay with doing nothing the rest of the day. Yeah. 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 I think, I think, but this, and this is the thing. It's like a lot of people are, they, they think they've got to do these two or three hour walks. Yeah. And I'm like, what are you freaking nuts? Or like, the, okay, I'm about to go on a rant here. <laughs> Just toss my little Angelo, my fuzzball. Put all on your these, sneakers and socks. All these little enrichment games that people are like, oh, I got to do these enrichment games. It's like if you actually trained your dog and took your dog out into the world, that is enrichment for the dog. Right. Our dogs are enriched all day long. Right. They go places. They go swimming. They go hiking. They go running. They go biking. I don't think I've ever in my life done an enrichment game with Wes. My dogs don't even have chew. They don't have chew toys. Just need that. No. He's fulfilled in every aspect of his life. Right. Because of the training. Right. Hi, girl. Yep. Hi, pretty girl. So I think that um, I think it's important that that people understand that like it's not that we're against enrichment games. Number one, you should probably check that. Usually, those are made of um, chemical laden plastic, but. You know, the big thing is, is um, they really don't have much practical use in our, in our life. Next. Girl understands cues. Yeah. Next. <laughs> K-How said aloha, guys. Hey, K-How. Aloha. Hope everything's going well with you, honey. Uh, Deanna, great news. Kronos did well at boarding while I was away, and he's welcome back next week for my next trip. 
They said he gave attitude to put his muzzle on. So I wonder if I just need to focus on the muzzle drills every day yep. until he goes back. Yep. He's not food motivated. So struggling to find an effective reward system. Um, You can, you can, this is what you do. Does the, does the dog eat daily? Well, if you want to eat, we do muzzle drills. And you use the dog's daily food for your muzzle drills. Excuse me. Next. What helps too with like those really tricky dogs that won't eat through the muzzle, you know, I'll put the food in the bowl and then I put the muzzle on top of the food right. and I like duct tape the muzzle to the bowl. So now the muzzle becomes part of the bowl. Right. And that's the only way they eat. They right. have to put their nose in there. Right. So Joelle did not say she duct tapes dogs' mouths to anything. No, the muzzle, the plastic I'm, muzzle. I'm clarifying because people like to oh, manipulate geez, yeah. we like to manipulate our podcast. The plastic muzzle right. is duct taped to the bowl. Right. So it doesn't move. So it doesn't move. Right. And uh, it becomes part of the bowl and the dog has to eat out of right. it. Right. In fact, when they were inventing duct tape, they probably said, you know what else? We can use this to duct tape muzzles to dog food bowls. That was probably yeah. part of their executive meeting. It works great. That's right. In fact, the person probably got a bonus on that one. I have to stand there the whole time, like, holding yep. it. It's yep. just like, here's your bowl. Yep. Uh, Woozer's Bozo, what do you do about territorial dogs? I think it's the reason my dog is aggressive. Well, it's one of the reasons. It could be one of the reasons. So it's this is the thing about a dog being territorial. Everybody says that's natural. It's also natural for a dog to take a piss anywhere it wants and take a shit anywhere it wants. It's also natural for a dog to jump up on people. It's also natural for a dog to bite. But that doesn't mean they're allowed to do it. So if your dog's being territorial, some people like that because they feel safe. If you need a dog that does perimeter, per, 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 perimeter protection, you know, um, sorry guys, I was waiting for some important calls today from the insurance company and I had my phone actually on. Now it's I never have my phone on. Um, so what we do is we use a remote collar to do that. It's like, go ahead, act territorial. And now it sucked. And then they stop. Next. Um, Holly said, I have a seven-month lab rocking place-to-place -place recall inside backyard and on walks. But out in the open, she's too distracted by smells. Yep. More distraction corrections inside or just keep working out and about? So yes and yes. Mm -hmm. start cool. inside so what you're going to do is this start inside and start literally adding as many distractions as possible and get that dog to listen through the distractions and if not that's how you're going to get that's how you're going to work your remote collar through the distractions and at first it's a little bit messy because the dog is like a little bit frazzled because they probably haven't felt certain levels before and they're distracted too. So they're like not in the zone. So what you need to get your dog to do is to be able to get in that zone and work. And the best example is this. So, and I've shown videos of this um, uh, from me sitting on my bike down like this. I'm trying to get Joelle to actually just show a video of me like this. Oh, actually, I can use Angela to do that now. Actually, For what? Me biking with the dogs. And Angelo can't video you while he's on the bike. No, no, when he's off the bike. Oh. But I want people to see that these dogs, they can't look left or right. They only can look straight ahead because I want them focused on task because we pass like we pass like seven. But the other day we passed seven crazy barking dogs and two cats. And I and they know they're there. They can hear them and they can smell the cats. Okay, but what I want them to do is literally be in a zone where 
like they're, in a, they're, they're going forward. Now, do I also want them to not to react to cats if they weren't in the zone? Yes, I do. But when I'm on a bike and we're going really fast and they're off leash, I need, I need to really make sure they stay on task. Next. Sawblade Entertainment. I stopped watching a horse activist because she got hooked on attacking you guys. She started talking about stuff she doesn't know. A horse activist? Attacking people that know more than her. It wasn't worth my time anymore. Well, you know, as soon as you write put in the word activist, activist. it's yeah. like, oh, of course. Red flag. People put the word activist in their bios, and I'm like, really? Like, you, like you're proud of it? Do you have a fucking t-shirt, too, that says that? A bumper sticker, too? Probably. It's like, I'm passionate as fuck, but Jesus Christ. Jeff is a truth activist. Okay. Activists. <laughs> activists for the truth. <laughs> a- activists actually usually what that's coded for is they want to destroy other people's lives that they don't know anything about. And that's that's the fucking truth. That's their job. They actually breathe and live on hate. And they think they're doing the world a better, a better good, if that's the right phrase. But it's like, no, you're not. You're not. You just have a loud fucking mouth. Next. Blaney. Hi, my Belgian Malinois is 15 weeks old. When is the best time to introduce her to the remote caller? Please and thanks. Well, first of all, it takes a special person to raise and own a Malinois. So be prepared. Everyone sees these highly trained Malinois and they want to get one. I'm not saying that's you. And you might have skill set. Right now, though, what I would be concentrating on is lots of food training. And I would also be lots of routine. Because my Malinois, I kennel up if I'm not working it. Um, I shouldn't say when I'm not working it. It'll often be, say, in place. You know what I mean? On On a dog bed somewhere. So, but a lot of Malinois that are not given direction... Um, will just literally just they want to they want to move they just want to move. In fact, when we were um, out in San Diego, um, I was with the dogs as we drove cross country in the RV, and um, and Tex and girl came in the house and I just put them in a downstay because they have a little dog and I just want to be respectful to my folks, and uh, and we went time to go to a walk and like Tex is you know doing his you know his like melon while spinning around and it's like. Jeff, why is the dog spinning around? And I'm like, your mom said that. It's like because it's a. He literally spins. I'm like, it's a Malinois. It's like they spin around, you know, you know. So it's annoying. So it's like it's like it's not OCD spinning. It's just like yeah, just spinning. So so when when can you use one though to answer your question? I mean, you can start now if you've done a lot of the food training first. Girl, next. Killing me right now. She's like tickling my feet. Okay. Next. I'm trying to proof my dog in the down command using the remote. He's in the NCS stage. And I gave my dog the down command and had my sister say the break command. And he got up. So I corrected him. Why? Yeah, I don't know. Because her sister said it and not her. But still, break. Doesn't matter. Break. After trying that a couple times, then I said break and he wouldn't move. Well, well, so I just give him motion signals to let him know it's okay since I said it that time? No. Well, hold on here. Are you training your dog not to listen to anybody else? Because if you're training your dog not to listen to anybody else but you, even a family member, on any command, that's how you do it. But then you have to put a leash back on your dog and actually 
like tech, I don't want to say retrain your dog, but if you're training your dog to only listen to one person and ignore everybody else, and I've done that with some of my dogs, that's what you do. You correct them from listening to someone else. But if you're not, the reason why the dog didn't move is because you corrected it for actually listening to the command. Next. T and E elite canine spot on, sir. Spot on freaking weak, brittle professional victims. Stay awesome. Yeah. Yep. That's what they are. Victim professional victims. Yeah. Victim mentality. It's, we live in a world of victims right now. Everyone's a victim. Mm-hmm. Everyone's a fucking victim. Please. Okay. If you only knew the fucking story of my life, I can freaking cry you a river, but you don't. Don't hit me now. Oh my God. You're so tense. All I did was poke you with my pinky. You're so, like, you're so strong. Jeez. You're strong. Jeff, I fucking went like this. No, that's not what you did. Yes, okay. I did. Next. Jessica, after trying that a couple times, I already read that. Jamaica, what is it about the correction phase that stops the dog from being e-collar wise? In the past, I could tell my dog knew when the e-collar was on. I used to have more issues with him being wise to it before I started correcting high. I was staying too low. Now he doesn't seem e-collar wise anymore, and he actually listens. Why? Why? I know that works, huh? Because we told you it would work. Mm-hmm. That's the short answer. Um, so it's because now probably your word "no" thank, actually has thank more you. meaning. Right. That's what I was going to say. So this is the thing. Words are sounds to dogs. No only means no if you parrot with a high aversive historically. High does not have to mean painful. It just has to mean a high aversive. Like we don't use shaker cans, you know, it's can, you know, coins in a can. We don't use those because if you've got more than one dog, it freaks out all the other dogs. So it, you can use a shaker can to stop an unwanted behavior too. You can use a water bottle to stop an unwanted behavior. So it's not always discomfort, but it's something that's the dog is perceiving as a high aversive. So once you've established that your word no or your command has meaning behind it, and the dog now wants to avoid the correction, you get a better trained dog. Next. Natalie said, thank you. You're welcome. Brian, just stopping in to say hello. Love the Q&A sessions. Always insightful and helpful. Oh, good. Thank you. Thanks, Brian. Hannah, I'm working with a client's dog who, when corrected on high in an e-collar, when resource guarding the owner with the other dogs, becomes more aggressive. Recommended bonker. Any other thoughts? Well, I don't know at what stage you did the correction at. Also... You can train the out command, which is out away from um, people. But I still want you to get a good no in there. I still want you to get a good, good no in there. She has a hard time on this floor. Honey. Yeah, she's choosing to be here. Oh, okay. She was saying um, So I, I think it's important that you, you might not have timed it right. You might have waited too long until the dog was past the loading stage. And also, you can give leash guidance. Okay, next. David, I keep telling clients training doesn't work because of tools. Tools work because of the training. There are no shortcuts. That's good, David. He also said, what the fuck show did I miss? 
David, if you, we're not going to tell you what show you missed because you should have been here. Next. Oh, Devin's comment comes just in time. I said this was my favorite day time of the week in the last episode, and Jeff said masturbation was his favorite day of the week. <laughs> oh. You have a day set aside for it? <laughs> was that like a misspeak or something? Were you trying to say a different word? And you said masturbation? Why don't I remember that? I don't know. But any day, like something you but any day that ends in Y is my favorite day of the week. <laughs> Next. Uh, Laura said Angelo is so cool. He really is. Woozer's bozo. I do feel safe, but at the same time, it's hard to take him places. Thank you for answering. It's so hard to train him for it because he's only territorial to dogs. And I would like to go around other people without worrying he's going to kill them. So you, you got to proof it. You got to proof it. I mean, you do a lot. Of, we do, we do, we do a lot of safety protocols and we use dogs that we know and we set the dog up. So that's what we do. So muzzle on the dog, put the dog on a tie back, get a friend with a dog, remote collar on the dog, have the person walk by. If the, if the, if the dog is starts loading, that's literally like, there's so many videos out there that I've got. That's when I bonk a dog. That's when it looks like the dog's doing nothing. And I'm like, um, you don't know that this dog attacks dogs though. Like read the narrative. So that's, that's what, that's what might be missing. But you, you put you put safety protocols in next. T and E elite canine, you are my idol and have been. But if you weren't, you would be after the activist statement. You are wise, probably because oh. you're really old. Just kidding. <laughs> God bless and let's go, Brandon. That's right. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> so um, comments kill me. So I'm 56. I don't know if that makes not that old. That's not that's not that old. I'm 56 years old. At least you um, don't look it. And uh. What? He's on a new skincare regimen. Can it, you guys tell? It just started last week. I yelled at him about freaking burning his face off last week. Okay. So, um, when did Angelo say, let's go, Brandon? I don't know. Oh, I forgot when. Was it a- All the time. Yeah. But this was like a really... Oh, wasn't it at like a breakfast restaurant or something? Where like a bunch of biker dudes were around? Wasn't he? Was oh, no. No, he didn't say that. He was said was like he was going on a rant he was going on a rant critiquing our current Uh-oh. elected officials he's he's nine years old <laughs> angela's sitting in a cafe with his poppy his grandfather and um there's a bunch of biker guys you know they you know probably rode their bikes up and you know got their leathers on and uh uh in the in the next booth over and angela's going on this mad rant mad rant <laughs> And, uh, and, and one of the biker guys turns around and looks at Poppy and goes, smart kid. <laughs> uh, I've told him so many times, they're like, don't talk politics. Like, be careful where you talk politics. Lainey said, yes, LOL, about the Malinois spinning. Yeah. Karen said, thank you for being so generous with your time. Much appreciated. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, that's, yeah. Why, that's why we're adding a second. That's why we added a second show. Yeah. Fridays. Deanna, Joelle, us girls that work out and lift are super strong. Damn right. Your pinky almost knocked it's Jeff off his chair. True. It's true. It's it's like the Bruce Lee one inch punch. It's true. Please. Joelle. Oh, she's flattering me. <laughs> you are really fucking strong. Okay. You guys know that. If you fucking ever seen her I'm freaking starting BJJ soon too, I'm really gonna learn how to yeah. kick some ass. Yeah. Devin said, not at all. Go back and watch. Yeah. 
Jamie, I really appreciate your bluntness and have been watching everything you have shared. I was once sunk into the notion of only training with positive yeah. food-based redirecting. So wrong. But you know what, though, Jamie? I think, you know, I mean, I was. You know, that's how I, get into, that's how I got into dog training 20 years ago. Because I had a dog named Max, and I didn't know anything. And it's a German Shepherd, and I didn't know anything. I was just, I think, I mean, people have to remember. So this is, this is when I was 36 years old, I got technically my first dog. My family's had dogs, but I moved out of the house at 17. So between the ages of 17 and 36, I didn't own a dog. And they had like a miniature schnauzer, but I didn't do anything with it except for it cleaned up its shit. That was one of my chores. I was raised on actual fucking, we had a chore list, like every child should have a chore list that you had to do, you know? And that was not what you got allowance for. It's like, that's what you get for eating fucking food and having a roof over your head. Mm -hmm. um, so I, by the time this dog was like six months old, seven months old, it was freaking attacking me, attacking people, attacking dogs. Mm -hmm. I went to numerous dog trainers. I went to a behaviorist. I went to like, this is why I talk like I talk. Cause I got sucked into it too. And people told me to get rid of the dog, kill the dog, genetics, blah, 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 blah. And finally, I found a guy, and obviously, by this time, the dog is like almost a year, I think, and he's leash reactive, and it's like, we go into his office, and he's like exploding at this guy, and I got him under control, but he's like, and I did all the things that are like that we see with our clients that are doing wrong, mm -hmm. and he said, Jeff, you can actually tell your dog no, and I'm like, you can I didn't know you could. I didn't know you could do that. So like I drank the Kool-Aid as well. And that's how I got into this. And for 20 years in 10,000 dogs, like I've seen it all. Nothing surprises me. I mean, I've like when you work with the dogs that we work with and you do the work we do, when you take on the most dangerous dogs out there, the most anxious dogs and fearful dogs out there, when you work with feral packs, like you learn a lot of shit about dogs and you learn what works and what doesn't work. So I get it. It sounds good. It's, it's wrapped up, you know, positive dog training is wrapped up pretty in a bow. But meanwhile, we do it as well, but we have to put it into context. What do we, what are we doing it for? We're doing it for teaching obedience mostly what we want the dog to do, but we're not doing it to use it to stop the dog from doing something. Next. K-How said, you look great for 56. Jeff. Oh, thank you, K-How. Mm-hmm. Hoosers, Bozo. Oh, I can see his signs. They aren't clear to most people, but I see what you mean. Prong collar, e-collar. I've already thought about getting the prong collar because it's cheaper. But the, I, the, believe it or not, bonking would be the most effective. Those are $1.32. Can't bonk in public, though. Or $1.99. But, but the remote collar would be second. Next. Woosers Bozo also said, oh, my gosh, someone recommended you to me, and I'm so glad they did. I love you guys already. Thanks. Thanks. And last comment. And then we got to go. Yeah. Uh, my first dog right now, I got him when I was 12 and started training better after his brother died. Mm. Sorry I'm commenting so much. You guys are awesome. That's fine. If you if, if you were, You'll get used to us. Like, if you were commenting too much, we would tell you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Okay, we'd be like shut the fuck up. Like you're you? still on the show over here. So you're still on the, you're, you made it to the end of the show. 
So you're not that annoying. Yeah. Put it put it that way. All right. We you're not, you're not that it. annoying. We appreciate yeah. the question. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Thanks for being here. All right, guys. It is seven o'clock. Don't forget tomorrow for all my Patreon users, and you can become a Patreon user, Patreon um, family, and you can become part of that family for ten dollars a month. I'll post the link right Here's here. Here's the link right now. You get four once a week Zoom rooms, literally live, face to face with me. You can talk. I can see you. You see me. It's different than this. And we have a big, big announcement coming out this week. You all keep your eyes peeled. Okay. And if you haven't subscribed to our email list, do it. There's big stuff because happening. It's getting announced on our email list. And then you subscribe right on academy.solidcaninetraining.com. Yep. Go over there, put your email in. You're on. And you will be in our mailing list. And then tomorrow night, Thursday night at 6 p.m., we have a raw food podcast live QA. Supposed to be Tuesday night, but I was like, got in that accident, so I couldn't do it. Um, it's 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Thomas Sandberg. And um, that's only for Patreon members only, and it will not be shared off of the Patreon platform. So spend the 10 bucks a month. That's just one more added benefit. All right. All right. Take care. Good night. Okay. Bye.